This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us, especially you Stitcher listeners. We are now on Stitcher, so if you've been listening elsewhere, but Stitcher is your preferred way of finding us, then jump right on over to Stitcher and subscribe. We have a really great episode today, especially for people who are running shows or festivals. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Here's my chat with Laura Zobolotsky. You have been doing the She Makes Me Laugh show Mm -hmm. for a few years now. April will be our fourth anniversary. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, that is a monthly show. It's a monthly show. That's about to start, or or this will be, this will air after you've already, after the 17th. So it just had its first show at at Caveat, which is a great bar. No, it's so exciting. We've been, uh, we're moving this year. We've been at the pit uh, since... Our second show, mm-hmm. and the yeah. first show is at a yoga studio. Is yes, that right? yeah. <laughs> we uh, we were originally supposed to be. If I don't know if like everyone will know what this is, but there was um, a. It had two locations, but the comedy experiment, the experiment comedy gallery. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, they had two locations. The first one was in. They were both in Williamsburg, and they were both kind of like felt like you were stepping into something that was kind of illegal like the first one was like you definitely rented out a retail storefront and didn't tell the guy like oh i'm going to be like having shows here and that got shut down because of that reason um but that location got shut down two weeks before our show was supposed to happen and so like it ended up working out like the guy who's uh ran it like not a super great guy to be associated with so it like worked out in our favor that we don't have like that in our history that's good yeah um and we had to like scramble and like we didn't know the scene as we do now you know Mm -hmm. i feel like if we knew it as well as we did back then we would have like found a bar or something but we're like we need something like right now And we rented a yoga studio for like $76. <laughs> We're like, this will be fine. Be good, yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be great. And yeah, it was. It was a... Did you utilize uh, the fact that it was a yoga studio at all, other than just the physical space of it? Uh, Did you incorporate yoga no, but into we, the show? Uh, we ch- no, but we, um, the first show had... Uh, an improv team and like halfway through their set we all look at each other we fuck we forgot to put out chairs because like they were just like sitting on the ground doing scene work and just like oh like all the stuff like we had to like just put everything away and kind Mm. of like it was just a giant empty room with a bunch of yoga mats in the closet that were just like all right we're gonna we rented out the space we got free pizza and like a lot of cheap wine from trader joe's and we're just like all right come and come and watch this that's funny yeah um you mentioned, you know, like having a, a there was this like a nefarious person that you didn't realize was nefarious when you started to get in business mm-hmm. with them, and then uh, thankfully it didn't work out. You know, I would it made me think you'd never know about yeah. people, you know, and then you have this connection to them that you don't want to have anymore. Yeah, uh, is there also concern, especially since it's a uh, I mean, I don't know if the reason this guy wasn't a good guy has anything to do with, like, Me Too type of things. But, you know, when it's a show to support and encourage and celebrate women, you mm-hmm. don't want a bad guy who's been abusive to women yeah. uh, associated even in the history of the show. So is there concern about how that might blow back or is it just a personal, I wish uh, this person, this bad person wasn't involved in any way? Um, I mean, it's, I think... In that particular situation, the with the experiment comedy gallery, and like I don't want to like it's open right, information. Yeah. Like if someone right. wants to like figure it out, they now. can, <laughs> and it's like long over and done mm-hmm. with. Um, it's, I think, it had been allowed to slip through the cracks so often because like when it happened in our that specific situation, all this other stuff came out about like oh he'd been banned from other places on the West mm-hmm. Coast and stuff like that, um, and I think having done this for four years now you kind of get like a good gut check and like 
you can't avoid everything. Right. Uh, thankfully, the people that have been involved with the show like closely have all been solid people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's you can't avoid everything, but also producing like it's been an all lady comedy show we've haven't had to run into that issue as much you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like thankfully and i'm not saying like it doesn't um women don't get accused but it's just not as right yeah um yeah i don't know i i think i'm just happy of the way that it ended up working out i don't i'm not happy that like it happened right exactly yeah i think just like it gives us a better story like we started a yoga studio and now we're like, we like went up and up and up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were at uh, the pit for many years and you've had, you know, speaking of solid people, you've had a lot of solid comics on yeah. the show, just like so many. And uh, I, in some of the research I was doing, it was a few years ago when you already were starting to get these solid people. So it's even grown since then. Yeah. The amount of people and, and uh, the level of people that you've been able to and get involved with yeah. the show. I think one of the most surprising things doing this is no one ever says no. Like, I've only ever really had one or two people straight out say no when it's their, like, agents saying yeah. no. Like, it's always, yeah, yeah, when you have to go through an agent. I try to avoid that. Like, even, like, the big na- the biggest name I think we ever got was, like, it's a probably Judy Gold, just for, like, yeah. be, like, established and also just kind of, like, a legend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've had, like, Nikki Glaser, we've had yeah. Jessica Kirsten, we've had other people, but, like, Judy Gold is just, like, everyone knows who she is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I just reached out to her through her website and yeah. kind of, like, gave her a very earnest pitch and it was just, like, <laughs> we love you, we have this show, if you want to come and do it, why not? And, like, they, I feel like for the bigger comics that we get they look at our show almost kind of like an open mic for them. Like, they're Mm -hmm. testing out material, you know? We're giving them, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. They're just going to, like, test out new material and see what works and what doesn't. And it's exciting, yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine who was running a show, he might still every once in a while do it, but it was a little bit more uh, regular at one point, and he would, we went to see a show and he had like Jim Gaffigan and Mike Birbiglia yeah. you know it's like I mean Mike Birbiglia I just see like around town <laughs> I've seen him at Whole Foods and it's yeah, like, he's I just a guy trying to figure out his, what his he's wife like still wants. not sure what he wants to do with his life he's like I might I don't know this comedy thing is kind of working out I saw him like a few years back, he was testing out an hour at Union Hall. Oh yeah, and he was the bartender. <laughs> like I was on a date and I just like turned. I'm like, that's a. <laughs> he just what? he just get like it's like, <laughs> and he was just like he used to work there, so he decided like I just feel oh, like Mike Birbiglia is just like everywhere I go. Yeah. Like I feel like I've seen him too much at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like people will say no one says no, which yeah. is just like. Yeah, they want to get up. They want to, they, you know, it's another opportunity to do some time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, especially when it's a show, show. You know, like, you know, this being a podcast, I'll ask people to come on, and I've been amazed at who's said yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's always when it's a, a direct ask and yeah. not like through their agent. But yeah, it's it's that situation of. Oh wow! No one's saying no. And if it's a stand-up show, then it's even sweeter yeah. for them, you know, because it's oh, I can test out some, some exactly. Jokes I'm working yeah. on my hour. I mean, and we've had like good and bad shows. Like we've had shows where like ten people have shown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one show at the Pit, and it was like a spot they did. They pon- they sponsored with the UN He for She Week, mm-hmm. and we produced like a programming half hour. Mm-hmm. And it was a blizzard that night. Literally oh. five people were in the audience, including my dad. Oh, um, but most of the time, like our average is like seventy people in the crowd. Yeah. So like it's a good audience, and like. Mm-hmm having been established like i think the first couple of shows when people were saying yes that really surprised me like it's a brand new show we don't <laughs> we don't know what this is yet like the very first one um lisa traeger was on yeah yeah and like i think she's super 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 funny but i was still but like i reached out to her through facebook you know yeah. like shit like that i don't know and you have to like you're right like i hate reaching out through an agent or a manager yeah, because they find a reason to say no, and they yeah. don't even ask the person. I know. Yeah, I'm like, you know? You, I know you didn't pass this along. 100% <laughs> I know you didn't pass this along. Like, I, yeah, for the festival, it's a little different because, like, we're asking for a little more time. And I feel like when anybody hears the word festival, we're not giving them, like, a full hour. They're playing, like, 20 minutes. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, but anyone hears the word festival, and they're like, 
what's happening? What is, am I getting paid? And like <laughs> that, it took us a little bit to get there. We're like just starting to be big enough to like pay headliners, which yeah. is exciting. But yeah. 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 That was the other thing I was going to ask about was in regards to the festival. How long have you been doing that now? The festival is oh, our first year. Last October was our third festival. Awesome. Yeah. So fall will be so about the show's like half a year longer than oh, the festival wow. is yeah the that's f- great yeah good for y'all yeah honestly like the pit uh, i know we've like moved and whatnot and like they were so fantastic and like we came to them with an idea we're like hey the show's going well mm-hmm. we want to do a festival and they were just like yeah okay do you want do you want three days? We're like, well, that's let's let's slow down. Let's start with twelve hours. And like the first year went well, the second year went well, and the third year we're like, okay, we need to like put on our big girl pants and try something new. Yeah, how many days is it now? So this year it was two full days and then an opening show on Friday night. So okay, like great. two and a half, like two and a quarter day of programming. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a lot. I like I have a full time job. Well, I produce with three other girls. It's not just me, and we all have full time jobs. So it's just like we're doing this like in between work, right. just like having two different very professional Google Sheets. Up, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one with all my like actual job that I'm getting paid for, mm-hmm. and like is on LinkedIn, and then another with just like the full schedule and everyone that's applied, and like <laughs> when I have free moments, like going through and going through the applications. It's like during that time it's a full-time job in and of itself yeah yeah i Um, love it so and now that you have gotten to a place where you can pay is that through just saving up from everything or do you have sponsors now um we've had sponsors the past three years but it's never enough to like pay because the sponsors will get we do reach out to like a lot of companies but being that we aren't like and this is something we're looking into but like we're not an llc we're not a we don't have anything we're just we're just an event, you know what I mean? Right. We're not anything super official. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get we're happy to get what we can get, but it's usually like under a thousand dollars for mm-hmm. an entire festival, and then we get a lot of product donation, oh, great. which is great to like help us uh, seem more official and give uh, all the performers a really good quality time. Like we usually mm-hmm. get like a beverage sponsor that we can give out for free in the green room. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. like la- uh, last year it was iced coffee. The year before it was. We had so much coconut water. They sent 12 <laughs> cases. It was just like an absurd amount of coconut water. Um, and we'll have like snacks or like little samples of like skincare products. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do, I guess, like goodie bags for the Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We usually do like a big goodie bag of full-size products for the headliners, cool. even when we couldn't pay them. Um, but we charge to apply to the festival mm-hmm. and that's honestly where the bulk of our budget mm-hmm. comes from it mm-hmm. is our budget really yeah and that's very typical with yeah. uh, festivals it's, you know there's that whatever the fee exactly and then uh, i don't know if they if you stagger it like many stagger and we like an early bird <laughs> yeah we do like i think 10 and 20 dollars yeah yeah um we did for the first year we did it was free and then we're like this is a lot of work yeah um and it's just it's it's we need a little bit of balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never want to make it super expensive because I don't think we're there yet. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It'll be super expensive when it's some, not too, it won't, not saying it'll be super expensive, <laughs> but um, an experience like Women in Comedy Festival or uh, Cinder Block where they have like a million different venues right, and yeah. need like a yeah, network. Is yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I've, I've talked to, I've talked to Corey too. She's like so nice. We've had like a very long conversation oh, giving each other advice on, uh, I think she was writing a book on producing and we had like a half hour conversation, but yeah, I don't like if, if it was something like that, we would probably have to charge like 30 or $40 because mm-hmm. you need like a network of volunteers and like kind of fail safes in place. Mm-hmm. And right now a lot of it is like the four of us, have like trust and faith in each other mm-hmm. and then everything else is on kind of just hope and dreams yeah <laughs> like just like telling people what the mission is and like yeah. hoping that they're like going to follow through things fall apart so like for sure yeah yeah and you all sounds like you're going strong right now though so that's great yeah i we're really excited i'm really excited about the move to caveat i think yeah it's, it's yeah Caveat's such a great venue and previous guest and a good friend yeah. of ours um she hosts two shows that hmm. Meg Pearson. I have heard the name. Yeah, she hosts I'm... Versus. Okay. Uh, and she hosts uh, Why Your Train Is Fucked. Yeah. I um 
I went there for the first time for I can't like it's it's new too like it's, yeah, it's so a relatively new. new bar yeah, yeah it's super nice and yeah new. it's so nice I went there for the first time for uh, Jenny Gorlick had Golden Globes watch party mm-hmm. um like a week ago or so mm-hmm. I think it was like last Sunday yeah <laughs> the Golden Globes um. It was so, I like walked in, I'm like, this is so nice. <laughs> like, this is so nice. And it just felt a little more professional. I, it feels like, not that we've made it, like the pit is great. Pit is fantastic. Yeah, that's a really great venue for yeah. shows like this. I think it's a good like growing space. Yeah. Once you want to like own your work a little bit more or mm-hmm. own what's coming from it a little more, then most people have to like move on because it's, that's, they're very rigid in mm-hmm. their framework of producing. Mm. But they do give a lot of opportunities. So it's yeah, like a balance. Yeah, they do. Such, so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love Caveat. I think it's going to be a really good fit. I'm just like, any move, any big change is like... I feel like they'll be really supportive of y'all too. I, I hope so. I'm just like, I want to sell tickets. I really yeah. just... That's it. That's it. I just want to I want to sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> like for a show, we have a really good lineup for our first show. We have a good surprise guest. Yeah. It's all stand-up this time, which is new for us yeah. too. And you do a mix of... Stand-up, improv, uh, the variety show? show? Like yeah, what? it's usually stand-up, storytelling, improv, and characters at okay. the um, monthly shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first move to caveat, I think just because it's like we wanted to <laughs> wanted to pack the house. And yeah. I think like at an unestablished show, like bringing people in, improv is a toss-up. It can go mm-hmm. really, really well, or it can go <laughs> not so well. Yeah. Establish your brand. Exactly. <laughs> at, in yeah. the new space. That have like sense. the have the crowd trust us and whatnot. Right. And then bring in like a really, really like there are improv teams that I trust to like I'll throw up there and they will be yeah. good regardless of right. the situation. Um but I just have a little more faith in the stability or just like the expectations of stand up and like one act, not improvise. And I love improv. Like I started yeah. in improv. So it's, yeah, you studied at the magnet. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I did three levels at the magnet. I saw like most of it, like not most, but like big portion of your guests were magnet people. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Gold, he was my improv coach. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. I like, he's asked me to be on his podcast twice for things that I'm like, oh, I am no longer obsessed with this. And I don't know if I can defend Pitbull for an hour. <laughs> yeah, that was the tough thing for me. It's like, what's something you don't like? that? And I was like, I don't know that there's enough that I could really go for. But he, yeah. I think bourbon was maybe one. Really? So I, yeah, like, people are okay, like, I yeah, make, I hate I, bourbon. <laughs> really? I, it's gross. But <laughs> it just, it doesn't taste good. Do you like liquor good. at all? Or? I do like, I like vodka mm-hmm. i'm russian so i like vodka okay um i like i've been getting into like mezcal lately okay justina my girlfriend girlfriend of the show it's loves so good mezcal, yeah. it like we did my friend and i went out and there was like a beer and a shot special mm-hmm. and the shot was mezcal and i was like this is going to be disgusting because i've only ever had it in a cocktail right it is so good to shoot it is like even <laughs> like, like we got like shitty yeah. mezcal because it was yeah. a beer and a shot special it could be real smooth yeah it's really smooth <laughs> um yeah and then yeah, I feel like just like vodka, mezcal, tequila. I don't like brown liquors. Okay. Just like if they taste, I want I want to like them. Cool girls like them. Cool people like bourbon and scotch <laughs> I love and whiskey. Bourbon. That's my favorite. I can't scotch do it. Is, no, scotch is the acquired it all one of the same. <laughs> scotch is real tough for, uh, at first for a lot of people. Yeah, it was tough for me at first, and I love bourbon. Yeah, I don't um, know. You know, it's a whiskey. I can do a pickleback. That's it. <laughs> What's a pickleback? Wait, you've loved bourbon, but you've never had a pickleback. No, I'm more of a, like a Manhattan or just bourbon straight up. Or All right. Pickleback is a shot of whiskey and a shot of pickle juice. And you shoot the whiskey oh. and then you shoot the pickle juice. And the pickle juice wow. completely <laughs> cuts the <laughs> taste of the whiskey, Interesting. which is the part that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could see that after effect yeah. of, of well, liquor in general maybe but the mm-hmm. one with bourbon like being cut with uh with, with pickle juice yeah. so okay it's good i don't know if i'll try it ever but <laughs> they have it at bars it's like it's not a weird thing that i'm like making no, like i'm playing I, a trick I, on I've you i've seen people do that yeah. and while i was a kid for some reason i like to drink pickle juice i, I love pickles <laughs> i mean i eat pickles for like we my friends and i rented a house upstate for new year's and we got we do picklebacks when we go out and got like a jar of pickles, like mostly just for the pickle juice. And I'm just like constantly eating the actual pickles. Like, These are delicious. We got a good jar of pickles, like the good deli ones. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't beat a good pickle. Mm-mm. 
So you did improv. You did a few levels and and uh, also at UCB. Uh, at, at, and at UCB as yeah. well. You have or had at one point an indie team. Yes. Um, That's how the it, girls and I met. Yeah. Was it, was it, what was that called? My Darling Satan or something? Uh, yeah. Darling Satan. Darling, Darling Satan. Yeah. Oh, I forgot how we came up with that name. <laughs> um, I don't remember. But yeah, it was with a couple of people. I think there were seven of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had all met over the course of taking UCB classes together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they was a team about seven or eight mixed girls and guys um but we were all like super busy and like mm-hmm. had full-time jobs and adults and like as an indie team i feel like your shelf life is like not a lot of indie teams like go for years and years and years that's true yeah yeah, yeah. they'll still be friends even but they don't necessarily exactly do shows. Yeah. yeah like and so the girls I, when we were actively in the indie scene and i'm like i don't know how much you can attest to this but like there are Facebook pages and whatnot for uh, underground scene and indie scene. And constantly there was an influx of like, we need a team to perform tonight. We need a team, like just like random spots all over the city mm-hmm. and seeing that. And then seeing the not crowds, but like the compilation of like most of the people performing, it was a lot of uncurated shows because they were weekly or whatnot. And just mm-hmm. like, you needed to fill a spot. Or, and, like, just a lot of, like, dudes and a lot of, like, <laughs> right, yeah. straight white dudes and, like, doesn't, just not a lot of, a lot of homogeny, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fine and dandy, but I saw a space for a show that was a little more curated. So, like, mm-hmm. that's purposeful that it's monthly. Mm-hmm. If it was a mm-hmm. weekly show, it wouldn't be as good. We don't have the energy to put into that. It would be so tough. I mean, you you need, like your own space almost i yeah. feel like where where comics know they can come in exactly and, yeah it would need to be like so much more established than that mm-hmm. um and just have more time than right the than we do um like we all love doing this but we all have lives outside of it too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was like purposeful that it was monthly and it was purposeful that it was a female focused comedy show mm-hmm. and yeah so the girls and i from the team started that and then, yeah, we started our own little improv team within that little team because then Darling Satan fell apart a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but the four of us are still together. That's great. Uh, we are Big Mermaid. <laughs> Originally the ladies of Darling Satan, but then had one of those stupid, we like played like charades in a, in a workout class once and mm-hmm. just like big mermaid came from it and it's so <laughs> stupid it was so funny like the you can't explain the joke to someone because there is no joke no yeah it no, is exactly what it says team is. yeah where it's just like this ridiculous name that <laughs> what's your team name boyf yeah you know you can't like you're not like, gonna explain it that scene it was just someone being it was almost an accident i don't think they were intentionally saying like trying to say boy say boy i think they're, they're trying to say like your boyfriend but it was almost like they course corrected midway and decided they would like try to make it a nickname <laughs> for boyfriend and then that came out and we were like what the hell is this stupidity i mean all improv team names are a little stupid oh yeah so it's, i mean it helps yeah no people know what they're getting into <laughs> right, right. Like, okay i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing boys you want right kind of stupid yeah and, uh, and you know big mermaid is the right kind of silly yeah and i feel like it like it has like if we were to ever llc like we would be like big mermaid productions and then we could like produce she makes me laugh under it and yeah. do like other stuff under it yeah yeah that's a goal of mine is to create an LLC. Yeah, it's it's just very confusing. And it's I've had multiple pe- people explain to me like how and like what and like yeah. why and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that's why I just want to pay someone else to yeah. do it. <laughs> I that's one hundred percent I'm like, I will pay like but then someone good is like expensive because it's law. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I mean, you don't want LegalZoom.com to do I've, it. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I've heard mixed reviews. I've also heard that it's like, it's $10 to LLC. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> that can't be. That's so I've cheap. Two, I've heard 10 and I've heard 250 Yeah. I've also like, heard like $1,000. Like yeah. all of these sound wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like I just, I don't, we're there. We're yeah. there where like something needs to happen for us to be like, I don't know. We're... I don't want anyone to steal to steal us either, you know? Right. That's what my mom is, like, terrified of. She's like, you need to trademark. I'm like, no one's going to steal the show. <laughs> but they might. And then my mom's going to be like, you should have trademarked. 
Yeah, or, you know, even just someone, just parallel thought coming yeah. up with it as well. And I mean, there are other, there are other female, I don't think there were any, like, when we started in the city, like, any other indie mm-hmm. solo female shows, and, like, 100%, I'm probably misspeaking, because there probably were, like, 100 <laughs> of them. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, that's the thing about New York, it's almost like the amount of content that's out there. Exactly. It's just like, there's tons of stuff yeah. and it's hard to know. There's also like a shit ton of bars and like you can't, like there's just too many all. places. You can't pay attention to it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like now there's like so many. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're doing just as good of a job. And there's a space for all of us to succeed yeah. too, which is wonderful. Well, that's why there's so many places exactly. in New York. It's because like there's so many people just traveling here yeah. and, and just wanting space. Yeah. <laughs> wanting some time. Exactly. So I'm not like, I just feel like I want to like put a claim on it. I want yeah. it to be official. Yeah. Or like legit. Yeah. Well, uh, best of luck. Thank you. With that. Yeah, and, uh, that's my you 2020 know, goal. 2020 goals. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's I, a good year to create something like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you have any like 2020 resolution goals, things? Uh, other than like the personal, like, you know, lose weight or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Like really, I want to start an LLC this year and I want to do a couple of shows. Um, we've been talking about doing a show for a while and I just want to put something together. Like a live one of these or like producing like a... Producing a a stage show. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there are always ideas that come to me and there are a couple of even like short ideas. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would be as short as like just like an online sketch video or maybe a short film, but a couple of ideas have come to me and I don't know, to a certain degree, you just, I kind of need certain things in life to be a little more stable to just like focus on that i feel like i haven't been as funny this last year i get that too yeah like when you get bogged down with like looking for work and just the grind uh, you have a day job looking for a day job again you know that's no i (laughs) i got i got let go from my job in june Mm. same night same day performed but um yeah i thankfully i was only unemployed for a month but like it like the the hierarchy of needs like you have to like figure yourself mm-hmm. shit you have to figure like the stuff at the bottom out first before you can like yeah. do anything creative yeah and just like take care of yourself first yeah 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 i feel like there's so much sort of clouding my mind to in order for my mind to be fully creative as creative as i feel like i was four years ago yeah and it's also like four years ago because i i've been feeling the same because i remember i don't know i i missed out on doing i didn't come to comedy until i feel like a little bit later than i should have Mm -hmm. not that it was late but i didn't like know in college and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's when you're supposed to be on a shitty improv team it's in college (laughs) like that is the time for it and i'm like 24 inviting my parents to graduation shows like oh i'm so sorry i didn't start improv until 30 it's yeah no i didn't start um stand up until 30 and improv a few years after that. Really? Mm-hmm. How does it feel doing improv as like... Because like, I miss it so much, but I'm also like, I don't want to spend any more money on it yeah, at all. <laughs> I just spent so much money on it. Yeah, I'm in a class now, and it was like, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And then... Um, at Magnet? Yes. Awesome. Who's your yeah. teacher? Megan Gray. The great oh, Megan awesome. Gray. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah, and it's the Armando Diaz uh, class. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, really great awesome class yeah and um we've only had one so far Mm -hmm. but i'm super excited about that and um then you know there's also paying your dues uh, basically yeah because you have to find a rehearsal space and a coach and you pay for that every week so it's It's expensive uh, mm -hmm. it's yeah hobbies hobbies are stupidly expensive i know (laughs) i know people are just like go just go do something i'm like with what money right you know like uh, it, it all just costs money even yeah. if you just sit in your apartment and do nothing you still have to order food right you gotta get food you get you i did nothing Netflix. yesterday and i spent 30 dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah like literally did like canceled plans to go over to my friend's house to do nothing and spent 30 dollars <laughs> It was worth it. Like I'm bad. Like I needed yesterday, but all I did was watch. Have you watched Love Island? No. I've never oh, seen. it's I've so bad. It. It's amazing, <laughs> and there's 49 hours of it. Oof! I've seen um, uh, casting notices for it. Really? Because I'm an actor, so I've been 
looking at casting notices. In the UK? Or are they, they doing the American version again? I guess they're doing an, another American version. I haven't watched the American Since version. Since I saw Love Island, I was like, yeah. good delete. <laughs> it's so... It's... Uh, it air, the UK version airs for eight weeks, seven nights a week. Mm. So it's literally forty nine episodes. Nuts with their shows, it is, with their yeah. um, the their reality shows. Yeah, there. and they only have like three Big channels Brothers too. That way too right? I think so. Yeah, it's insane. They only have like three channels, <laughs> so like they're that's all you can watch. It's so stupid, but that's literally like I'm. It gives you a very good reason to not do anything. <laughs> She's like, well, I need to know what happens. I'm like texting people with British slang, too. It's very bad. Uh, you mentioned that you started doing improv at 24. Is that when uh, comedy about, started like, 23. Um, I mean, I've always been into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but were you performing at all in, in no, any capacity as a kid? No. no? I was like... I always wanted to, but I was never confident enough. I see. Okay. Um, I was like, I have drama kid energy, but I was <laughs> like, I have theater kid energy, but I was never in theater. Like, it was all just very angsty, and like, I I was chubby growing up, so like, I would try things, and then I wouldn't get any role. I would get like a chorus role or whatever, mm-hmm. and instead of just being like, I'm happy to be part of it, mm-hmm. all like myself hate would be like, well, I'm not going to be part of it at all because no one wants me, mm-hmm. um, and. So it didn't, it took me a little bit to be like, well, I'll try it again. And then I did the free intro course at Magnet. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, fuck, I should have been doing this the whole time. (laughs) Like, I should have been doing this. (laughs) Um, And then just kind of like dove in feet first. Where are you from? New Jersey. Okay. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And um, so, yeah, you had uh, access to it because I was in South Carolina. And I would have loved to have. I, I found out about improv in college. And I took an improv class, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it was like what the theater department was offering. And it was just sort of like, it wasn't long form improv. It wasn't like. It was whose line is it anyway games. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, and I guess I knew about that when yeah. I was younger, when I was a, a teen, I found out about that show, but that just didn't seem like something you could do. It was just something on television. Yeah. And there were no zero opportunities to even try. And I didn't know about Chicago yeah. and all this stuff. And, um. Then I started, I guess maybe in college, I started hearing about people on SNL that I liked who went to like Groundlings and I knew about Second City from people from Ghostbusters, but I didn't really know what that meant. And I also knew it was nowhere near me. So I just, it was never a thought for me, but I wish I could have done it in college too. I feel like every, I don't know, I know a lot of people who like knew or like you listen to like older comedians now and they're just like yeah i was always obsessed with comedy and i always wanted <laughs> yeah, like i always knew this i'm like no i always was like tangentially like really liked it and like watched a lot of comedy mm-hmm. um and like watched a lot of like stand-up and just like all my interests were comedy related right but i didn't realize like how into it i was <laughs> until someone's like by the way you love comedy and then you're just like Oh, you're right. I do. Like no one. I was just like was waiting to figure out my thing, yeah. and I didn't realize it had been there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, I kind of same. I just came to it a little bit later than I wish. Yeah, I would have. But it comes. It came. You you yeah. fulfilled some dreams for you when it came. You exactly. Know? Yeah, you know? and that's I, still a good thing. Yeah, I think it's. I think without comedy, I wouldn't be the person that I am. I think it's like given me most of my Mm self-confidence even like i i'm very good at faking it now which i don't (laughs) think i was before i think like you could like read on my face when i was like nervous Mm -hmm. or or, you know thinking or just i was very bad at um poker face and not that i'm good at it now but i've been told that i come off confident which is just insane (laughs) like that's i'm like oh i'm good at faking it because people are telling me that i'm confident and that's like the stupidest thing i've ever heard but that's the thing i've heard a few people who are successful and doing well and doing a lot of stuff say like yeah i just I just had to fake it till I made it. And yeah. I'm, I'm still just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, yeah, it's I'm just all moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's all imposter syndrome with like pepperings of inspiration. <laughs> right. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I have an idea. And then you just do it. And the entire time you're like, I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's crazy how like long imposter syndrome can even stick with people because yeah. I, I've told the story a million times, but there's a story I heard um, about. Chris Rock being on Late Night with Conan Mm O'Brien years ago. And he was crushing. The audience was just like, 
putty in his hands. He was just like destroying. Yeah. And during a commercial break, like Conan just amazed at how well he was doing. He was like, man, you are really killing it. Like you're doing, this is, this is going so well. And Chris Rock just leaned in and said, yeah, I hope they don't find out. You know, that meaning yeah. is like that, that this is all just like. <laughs> so, it's like smoke and mirrors. Right, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. People, it took, it took me a very long time to realize people don't know what's going on inside your head. So like everyone mm-hmm. has that inner monologue it's of like so you're walking wild. around doing something and it, that's why it took me a really long time to realize like, oh, people don't think you're being shy and awkward when you don't introduce yourself or you're being standoffish. They think you're being standoffish and rude and, and rude awkward. And yeah. yeah. So like you either let people into like what you're thinking and why you're, right. why you're being a little weird or whatnot, mm-hmm. or you just put on a face and like mm-hmm. not, not being ingenuine, but mm-hmm. knowing when to take that face on and off and right. who to take that face on and off around. Right. Um, There's so many successful people who are just, Fake, yeah, you know, they're yeah. good at what they do. Right, they're and, uncomfortable getting compliments. Yeah, and, you know, I don't trust it. people who are good at getting compliments. Who's <laughs> good at getting compliments? That's a yeah. I don't like that. that. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, the thing I learned was this. Uh, I met a guitarist that I really admire, named Chris Walla. He played for Death Cab for Cutie. Okay, and um, I just told him like this was right before a show, and it was my first time seeing the the band play live, so I was super excited. Yeah. And so I just said, like, hey, I really love your music. It's so good. I love your your guitar playing. And you could see that he wasn't necessarily used to just, like, getting glowing compliments. Yeah. Or, like, I'll say comfortably. He probably is used to, like, hearing it because he should get complimented every day all the time. Or maybe time. he's but- just, like, only used to hearing it, like, as a band. Like, I love Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> not, I love your I love guitar. Your yeah. Up, yeah. And um, so I could see him just sort of just like take a second to absorb it and not reject it yeah and just like give a gracious thank you yeah <laughs> you know it's, it, it seemed a... like he let it impact him a little bit yeah um and that was sort of like okay you know what like that was all genuine and truthful you know where it's just like i don't know how i feel about this but i should just like be thankful that someone feels that way exactly. someone <laughs> that's likes really what the I'm best doing. way to take it someone likes what i'm doing right that's that's all i don't know i i think and especially like with comedy, you're receiving so much immediate feedback with your work. Mm-hmm. Like you know if a joke lands or not. You know if like something you tried doesn't land or not. So parsing out all of that <laughs> reaction is super genuine, right? Like yeah. people aren't gonna. I mean, people do fake laughs, but like from a crowd, you usually like yeah know how something's going. I think trusting compliments that aren't like immediate feedback is very right. hard to be like. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the motivation behind this? Why are you telling me this? I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't. And yeah, yeah. There's a <laughs> difference between a uh, hey, good set and that was a really. Yeah. It. Like, that was great. I loved it so much. You know, like, yeah. Or even just, uh, even less than that. You've been saying, well, I loved it so much. It's like, oh, you, you were so great yeah, up that there. That new joke was so great. You figured mm-hmm. it out. Like, you mm-hmm. tried out that new tag. Fantastic. I'm so proud of you. That means, like, but that's also like, assuming someone is with me at every single show that I go to. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're testing, they're watching me test out tags at individual open mics. It's not happening. Yeah, I feel like I'm always shocked when somebody says something about me specifically for some reason. Because <laughs> I'm such a great team. Like, all my teammates are so funny. Yeah. And so there was one guy who, after his show, was like, y'all killed it today. And then he just, like, turned around and walked away. He was like, that's that's a great way to yeah. just, like, give a compliment. I know what you mean. Because, like, <laughs> I, I think we're all really funny together. But there's, like, <laughs> Michaela is one of the fun- Just, like, naturally, she runs all of our social media. Not because I don't have the time, but just because she's funnier. Yeah. I'm just, like, you have, like, a very good voice. That's and, a like, peculiar thing for right? me. I don't know how to, like... You can't. It's not trained. Good and <laughs> it's just... Media. I mean, everything... Like, I'm sure you're funny, but there are just some people who just, like, don't have to try. I remember, yeah, like personality shows. Yeah. Somehow. I remember my in my level four class, there was one girl... Uh, I think she's on a Lloyd team now, so uh, obviously very funny and mm-hmm. just, like, very good at improv and every scene just, like, killed it. <laughs> I remember her 
notes for a level four class were just like, try not to be as funny all the time. Oh, wow. It was just like, that's not a note. <laughs> Meanwhile, my notes are like, like killing me. Like, you're not funny. You should never do improv again. That's not what happened. But in my head, it is. Um, and hers were like, you don't need to have every laugh line, pretty much, was the note. I'm like, that's that's not a that's thing. That's not a note. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Right? <laughs> and like, she is super funny, but it's just, yeah, some people just naturally right they have it yeah i don't know it's it's um sort of like you know chris farley was just naturally yeah i think say anything and just get a laugh i think it's um the not trouble but you have to like choose not to be jealous and choose to like Mm -hmm. be happy like it's my friend and she's so funny and like i love when people (laughs) recognize that she's funny and watching her like grow and blossom because she's Mm -hmm. a little younger so like i see a little bit of myself in Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. that's also very self-centered of me to say um (laughs) she's much funnier than me um (laughs) you just remember being in the stage that she's of yeah Yeah. like questioning everything and questioning Mm -hmm. myself about everything i'm just like i try to be there every single time be like no you're you're like (laughs) so funny like, the funniest out of all of us. Congratulations. <laughs> well, if she's listening to this, I hope she's taking the compliment well, I hope you know? so. I mean, yeah. we're all very funny. <laughs> Rhea and Ashley are very funny, too. Um, I'm very funny. But Michaela just, like, no, has really good timing and yeah, all, think, all those weird pieces. You know, I like that you're saying about yourself, I'm very funny. You know, because a lot of people don't do that. They're not comfortable doing that. Well, why are you in comedy? Why are you in comedy? (laughs) Why did you decide to do it? And also, like, we're all talking about self-love and self-care all the time. And that involves complimenting yourself for crying out loud, Yeah. It's, listen, it's, I'm not the funniest person out there. I think my, like, ultimate skill lies in running this show and this Mm -hmm. festival. I think, like, that's what I'm really, really, really good at. (laughs) Um, And I'm good at recognizing what's really funny, like, a... I think we've been blessed to have a few people on the show who, like, weren't huge. They were getting bigger, you know, um, and now they're huge. And mm-hmm. I've we've had a few people on the show who I'm like, I think I've, I've seen, okay, this is, I'm good at noticing when or calling it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that person's gonna, this is gonna yeah. be their career. Oh, yeah, like, I get to open for... Um... Mia Jackson and Dulcie Sloan. Oh, congratulations. Back in South Carolina. Yeah. So this is like before, well before I moved here. And um, it's just a, the guy running the show. It's a friend and he ran all the shows in town. Yeah. And he was just like doing me a solid, I guess. I don't. He took care of all the comics in town. But um, yeah, I got to do that. And that was the first time I saw Dulcie. And I was like, oh, she's going to be famous. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is her job. <laughs> and it was like. Uh, it was several years later before she got on I mean, Daily Show. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's um, and stuff. Mary Beth Barone, who's on our January lineup, mm-hmm. she's one of those people. She was on our second or third show. Mm-hmm. She actually reached out to me. Um, she is one of her friends is friends with my best friend mm-hmm. and like reached out to me through Chelsea and was like, hey, can you get me in touch with Laura? And like, I've just watched her from the sidelines and like she's consistently been on the show and also just like consistently been there was one time her improv team was performing on a show she wasn't booked as a stand-up and someone dropped and i like ran into the green room and was like mary can you do 10 minutes on the fly and she's like yeah no problem it's fine you also need me to have killer apps no problem just yeah it's all cool um and yeah, she's on like got on Clusterfest and Comedy Central and like MTV. Like she's mm-hmm. like, cool, this is gonna be your job. And it's been very um, proud isn't the right word because I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. But it's been very nice to like yeah. watch and be like, yeah, I what was. What is I was the word the for beginning. that other than pride to say? Yeah, because you know, like, I feel like pride takes ownership, and I have yeah, zero. which is not what you mean. It's yeah. you're just saying like it's nice to see it. But there's a I feel like there's got to be yeah. some word that better. Uh, describes it then either warmth, <laughs> warm fuzzy admiration. It's yeah, like more than admiration. Because admiration, yeah. admiration also feels too removed. Because it's yeah, like yeah. admiring would be like if I if I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. and she was doing everything. I guess I just say I'm really happy for them. Yeah, I, guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm very happy <laughs> like for them. I'm very, very ha- personally happy yes. that they're doing well. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I'm, I'm happy to be 
a footnote yeah. in, in the story. <laughs> however, however, may, however small it may be. Um, but yeah, I think that's where like my true skill lies. Not that I'm not funny, but stand up wise, I'm still, I am trying, but it's to get really good. You just have to do it so much. So and much. I don't have the, the time? Ener- I Who don't have the time yeah. or the energy. Yeah. I have a full time job. I yeah. work nine to six ish. Mm-hmm. And then like there are other, like I try to do one open mic a week and then have a booked show mm-hmm. once or twice a month. I fall short of that a lot, but that's like my yeah. rough goal to yeah, have. That's a good goal. Too. But then there are people out there doing three or four mics a night. Right. You but know? they have crazy time to do it. Exactly. <laughs> and you've got this other stuff yeah. that you're doing with producing these yeah. shows. So it's, uh, it would be tough to yeah. make it all work like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I like, I'm funny when I do it. Um, <laughs> not cool. as funny as other people, but I think my skill is also not being able to tell when I'm bombing. So I just like keep going. <laughs> That's actually a very useful right? skill, you know? Like you want to know when the audience is like feeding off of you, but, uh, or, or, you know, when you've got them rolling. Yeah. But uh, when it's not going well, to, the ability to just uh, ignore it yeah. and keep going like things are going well, yeah. I think is a pretty good tool. It's to either that or I haven't like fully <laughs> bombed yet. Like I've, <laughs> that it's completely possible. I've, cause I know when I'm bombing in an improv show, I can feel it. It's mm-hmm. like very, it's also like very low stakes. I think for all of it is one of the things that I try to remind myself of. Just like my friend came to her first open mic that she did and she was so nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Chelsea, it's the lowest stakes possible. <laughs> it's four minutes in the back of a bar in Brooklyn. No one cares. <laughs> Literally no one gives a shit like if you do well or not. Um, and like most, it, yeah, like the worst that's going to happen is you do poorly. Right. It's not my career show. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I wish I had more time for it. Yeah. And I, I could get better quicker. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I do like stand-up, but I think what I like most about stand-up, I do like delivering a good joke, but I like the crafting of jokes. Really? More than... I feel like, like I'm the opposite. Anything. I come up with ideas, and then mm-hmm. I need to like... So do you like practice your jokes beforehand? And like write out. I think at first when I was doing the it, emphasis and yeah, right. I would, I would sort of like hash it out a bunch in my room, and then I got to a point where, and this was partly because of advice I got from Rory Scovel. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just like, just know what you want to talk about, and then don't plan anything. Yeah, and then just get up there and start talking and see how you get into it. That's how I am. Yeah, and it's a good method um, because it cuts your teeth at trying to figure out how to like uh get an audience paying attention to you and uh how to get to the funny quickly yeah and and hold people's attention um with the funny but also um uh, it sort of backs you into a corner sometimes of like Oh, what I thought was a punchline is not the punchline. Now I gotta like come up Work with something my way else out of this. on the fly, yeah. yeah, and just like. And also, you could just be looser and and like improvise. I think that's why he does it because yeah. he's such an improvisational stand-up. Exactly. Like, I think it also like depends on your style. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like your style is probably more similar to mine. Where like I go in and it changes from show to show, mm-hmm. and like. I've done shows where, like, the comics will be talking about stuff beforehand. And I'm like, ooh, I have to erase my whole set because I need to comment on literally everything (laughs) they talked about. Um, But usually I go in if it's a... I'd say if I have anything longer than, like, seven minutes, I have to go in with a little bit of a set list. Mm -hmm. Um, Five to seven, I can... I have stories that I can... That take that long, you know what I mean? I have things that I can just, like, pull out. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything longer than that, I know, like... I should hit these right. three topics. Exactly, yeah. And within the topics for me, like I would write down the topic sometime in my notes. And then other times I would just record. Mm-hmm. And, but I basically just knew like, okay, here's the topic. And I know what my opinion is on that. So yeah. I know how to like get into that part of it. Yeah. And then if I had any sort of like runs or tags or anything i knew i I just had to remember them yeah because i wasn't really good at writing them down (laughs) i was sort of like not that i'm prolific like jay-z but just like i wasn't writing down yeah and um 
then when I stopped doing stuff and was like, oh, I'm going to go do a show, it was a problem because I didn't have enough written down. Yeah. I think it's it's also weird, like, because do you come up with your material? I'm not sitting there and being like, I'm going to write jokes now. Like, I'm talking right. to my friends. I'm like, oh, that's a funny thing that I said. I'm just being like, hold on. I have to write down a funny thing that I just said that's that everyone laughed. Yeah. But it's like such a dick move, too. Yeah. I mean, like, I've heard that as advice, though, of just yeah. like, if you make people laugh, like, like write, write that down. Write that down. Because that was obviously a yeah. natural thing that you said. Yeah. There is, oh, there's a story that I've told to a few people. I'm trying to remember what it is now that, like, oh, and I. I had a shitty roommate and there's like one thing that I say in the story that I'm like, it's not that funny, but like ev- it always gets a laugh. It's so funny when that happens. Right. It's and like, I'm like, yeah. should I start telling this? It's just like me telling the roommate to fuck off. <laughs> and like everyone laughs at that part. I'm like, it's a very, I was mad. <laughs> I like never curse at people. Um, but yeah, like things like that, where you like tell the story a few times to a few different people and mm-hmm. it gets the same reaction every right. time. Um, but then your friends kind of know when you're like testing out or putting well, on. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, I've been accused of testing when I wasn't, mm. and I'm like, so I don't, I like purposely don't try yeah. stuff out. It's just like whatever yeah. comes up, or if it is something that I was like, I thought of in the context of doing stand up or, or writing material down, then I'll say, oh, I have a joke about that. That's what I. One of my favorite recent jokes is. From I was at an open mic and the girl who went on before me just did four minutes of how she just quit weed and how like life was terrible for her because because of weed. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like I smoke every day. Like <laughs> I, I I I I went up and I'm like, I'm so sorry that you like had like a very terrible time and your eyes were puffy and like all these bad things happened. The worst thing that happens to me when I smoke is I wake up to having sent texts that are just like we didn't give Cougar Town enough credit. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the worst thing that happens. Or I, like, eat way too much. Like, her life was falling. Like, this yeah. sounds like a like a PSA from the 70s. We're all okay with weed now. Like, every, like, it's all, it's legal. If you're white, it was legal. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Although I did get a ticket for it um, in Union Square Park. It got dismissed, but... I know, right? Like, <laughs> the year before it went decriminalized. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. I know. I was wow. very, very upset. <laughs> Mostly just, like, the cop was a dick and, like, had two other cops with him and the other cops were, like, apologizing to me and my... Really? Yeah. Like, wow, like, you know that cop's a dick when he the was, other he cops are like, like, uh, this guy, like, the kid in right? high school who, like, graduated with C's and became a cop. Like, that was, that was it. <laughs> and wanted to feel authority. Exactly. Other, bigger than other people. You yeah. see that too often. Yeah. Um, let's <laughs> chat about, the, yeah. for a second, the uh, the festival. When are the dates? So this year we don't have it picked out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually in the fall. Okay. Um, last year it was October 3rd through the 6th? 4th through the 6th. 4th Ooh. through the 6th. Um, so we usually try to do... End of September, beginning of October, mm-hmm. um, try to find the right. I think this this past year it was the same weekend as Comic Con, so it ended up oh, being so really, finding. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. We have to find like the right weekend. People are in mm-hmm. town and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's gonna. I'm sure it's gonna look a little different this year because mm-hmm. of the move to caveat. We're not the past three years. We've had two stages and a bar to play with all day. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to look like moving to caveat i do know that caveat is open to us having a festival there so i know that it's going to happen Mm -hmm. um dates and what it looks like tbd tbd (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're still Um, figuring that out well that's great when will submissions open likely usually they open in about may because we usually take a break uh producing the monthly show during the summer Mm -hmm. just we've Having done it over the years, we've learned that tickets don't sell as much in the summer, especially for a Friday show. People are out of town. Yeah. There are so many things so to do. So many things to do. Um, and then we just want to use that time and energy to get ready for the festival and make Smart. sure the festival is as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. So um, usually submissions are open from like May to June or like June to July. Like we have them open for two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll send out acceptances in August, early September, depending on like when the festival is okay yeah awesome uh, yeah and all that information will once we have it will be 
able to be found on our website, which we have now. Um, that was one of that was one of the things we used our budget for last year. <laughs> we have a website now. It's a clean website, right? and there are so many festival websites yeah. that are not so clean. I've, I've, so the how I found you is like someone posted in a Facebook group. You had the list of festivals yeah, on yeah, your website. Yeah, one and then some people shared it. Yeah, one yeah. of my goals for 2020 was to apply and get into a comedy festival. Oh, yeah. Um, so I need a tape, but. <laughs> Um, that's how I like, and then I started poking around, poking around the site, and I was like, "Oh, this is very up my alley." Oh, thank. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> I started doing the newsletter at the beginning of July mm-hmm. or very end of June, uh, something like that. Yeah. And um, and I thought like, oh, I should do a festival since I want to like you put festival information in the newsletter I should do a blog on the website that's like everything you could submit to that month so I just like no it's super helpful (laughs) so I feel like that information is so fucking hard to find just like all the mic information is very hard to find because it's also not ever consistent too yeah honestly the best I found is just like posting in a Facebook group that you're part of and being like tell me what the mics are it's like, tell me <laughs> yeah. what the mics are that aren't at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. Like, tell me the mic that I can make it to. <laughs> My favorite mics are ones that I can go to. Yeah. It's tough to uh, to find information and festival information. Um, you know, improv festival uh, info can be found somewhat easily. Yeah. Stand-up festivals can be a little bit harder to find. But they're all out there. Yeah. And then there's some that aren't on any service. Like the Improv Network is a great place. But also there are a few that have uh, just not told them about their yeah. festival. So. Or like they don't, they didn't have websites before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And there was nothing that had all of them. It was like Improv Network's obviously devoted to improv. Sometimes a festival, an improv festival will have like sketch and stand up. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just improv. And then, like, Bed Slava had things that were primarily focused on stand-up. Yeah. And so I thought, well, like, I wanted... I just want all of them. Where? What are all of them? Everything is here. And yeah. also listed the way I listed of, like, here's, here's what's open now. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to know yeah. what's what festival is happening in January. Or just, like, what festival what already happened. Like, cool. Thank you for that information. <laughs> right. Just, like... Cool, this mic stopped running in 2018. <laughs> Wonderful. That's super helpful. Thank you. I love this. I wish I had an intern to help me find it all, but because yeah. there's still stuff that I, I slip through the cracks. Yeah, well, and there are people from like international ones where they're like, oh, can do you do ones? It's also like international American? ones, I feel like are a little harder to like, because there was one posted on your thing that I couldn't like their website was super confusing where I couldn't like figure out how couple, to get to it's like no, I don't understand I how to apply to this about. and it was like this long page yeah. of like and all this information is like it doesn't need no. to be this complicated and then you would click and then it would take you to the same page and I'm like it wait what, am I like this is it's it too difficult yeah uh, I appreciate a website that's clean like yours. Yeah, we're go- we're gonna have to figure out how the paywall will work this year because mm-hmm. like the pit handled all uh, of that oh, in- yeah, previously. Yeah. So we're just like I'm sure there are like actual computer systems and like websites and tools you can use for that. We just mm-hmm. have to like figure out what that looks like. There are a few people who've also done um, like Google Docs. That's, I mean, that's what we use for like all the actual organization of it. It's all, I've tried to find better tools or Mm -hmm. like more seamless tools, especially for scheduling. Yeah. I guess it's Google Forms. Is that what you use? That's what you, that's what. And then people can pay Our first year we had a Google Form. Mm -hmm. um, And then when the pit ran it. It was something called JotForm because they it was like their system, mm-hmm. and I think they just like they used that system for yeah. all their other festivals. Um, but I think we'll use Google Form. I just don't know like about the pay wall thing. I've never we we never handled that ourselves, so that's gonna be just a fun new challenge. Yeah, <laughs> and that leads us into creating something at the end of the episode all here right. because what I thought would be a good idea upon talking about all this is uh, how t- if someone wants to start a festival like what are the things they need to make sure that they are thinking about and and putting in place. So mm. what are the things that you've learned that uh, if we could like bullet this out of yeah. how to start a festival. <laughs> um 
So I'm just going to go based off my own experience. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of festivals already in existence. So I think once when you're starting a festival, know what the purpose of like, what sets your festival apart in Mm -hmm. this like sea of noise. (laughs) Um, Because it is going to be like a lot of work and like a Mm -hmm. lot of you're going to be able to want uh, for something for people to grab onto. Right. Um, Don't do it by yourself. It is a shit ton of work. Um, and it's not fun to do it by yourself. <laughs> no, it would like, not be. Yeah. Fielding all of that information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, submission info alone. Yeah. Would and be so much. I'm wrong about so many things. So like, if I, <laughs> like, I don't, you don't want to do it by yourself. How many times have you been wrong in the past? You know what I mean? You want someone there to like check and go through all of that with mm-hmm. you, um, and bounce ideas off of, and also like share in the glory with, and, you know, be share in the mistakes. Um, (laughs) be prepared for things to go wrong because Mm -hmm. they will go wrong. Yep. Um, there are things that you can prepare for like some, every single festival, people will not show up. Volunteers won't show up. Uh, headliners won't show up. Like people won't answer their emails. Just be prepared for shit to go wrong and don't like get frazzled, but like, the show has to go on regardless of what, like, you just figure it out. Right. Um, a, a blizzard can come in. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we, this year at the festival, our opening night show, two of our headliners uh, fell through the night. Like, mm-hmm. I got emails during the show because of transit problems. Yeah, I've heard of stories like this. Yeah. yeah and it's like... And it's headliners who so are giving right. them 20 minutes. You right. know, one falls out. We're like, okay, we can, like, give people more time. Mm-hmm. Make, I can jump up and do a little bit. Um, and then the second one fell through. And I'm just like, that's when you start panicking. Um, but the show still went on. Like, yeah. you still do your and thing. people understand, you know? Like, audiences, yeah. like, might be are more sophisticated. that they don't get to see. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, like if there's some big comic they wanted to see, they might be bummed that they won't be there, but they don't. They aren't mad at you. No. <laughs> at least they shouldn't. I've never heard that. No, no. I. Those are ridiculous people if they're mad at you. Mm, we did have. No, I won't get into it. <laughs> there wasn't even that show. Uh, there, was, someone came to review one of the shows. I like wasn't from any of the press that I sent out. It was like a random local paper in Connecticut. Um, and they like shit talked my hosting a little bit. I'm like, first of all, it was a Sunday 3 p.m. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I am exhausted. Um, okay, so yes, uh, be prepared for things to go wrong. Um, have fun while you're doing it because it's super fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's super great. It's it's. I'm not doing it because. If I didn't like doing it, I wouldn't do it. I'm mm-hmm. not getting paid. You know what I mean? Like this is this is for shits and giggles and mm-hmm. like maybe eight hundred dollars over the course of an entire year. Like this isn't for money. Um, so enjoy what you're doing in the yeah. moment. Um, and really be earnest. Mm-hmm. I think be earnest and try because like we were talking about before, you'd be surprised at the people who don't say no if you can get in touch with them, you (laughs) know? Um, Most people aren't going to say no, especially if you're earnest and honest about like, I love your work, love what you do, this is the show, this is what we do, and we would love for you to just like come and be funny Mm -hmm. and come and like do your thing here. Um, Be earnest and ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. I think asking for what you want is really important because that's... That's how you get the things. You can't right. just. You can't, you can't just. Hope they just offer. Exactly. It. <laughs> you can't just vision board. You have to actually like go out and ask for the things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Twenty twenty is my year about like asking for asking for what I want, um, in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ask for what you want, and then be organized. Mm-hmm. It's a huge undertaking. Even like one one day was a lot, and now we're you know at two and a quarter or whatever. You have to make sure that you have systems in place that are keeping track of everything. And even then, like, understand that those systems will fail. Like, mm-hmm. someone will, you'll have emailed someone that they got accepted and then never put them on the schedule. And then you have to figure out how to handle that. So I think kind of putting all the systems in place and controlling what you can. Yeah. Controlling, yeah. Control what you can because there's so much that you can't control. So, like, mm. Make the spreadsheets, color code everything. <laughs> like, be as organized as you need to be. Over email people, mm-hmm. over communicate. 
over communication is so huge. Yeah. And you're, I mean, that's what we were talking about with these bad websites. The communication is off. Yeah. You know, they don't understand what they need to put out there. Yeah. Well, Well, that's, I think there's Women in Comedy Festival. uh, Their website is fantastic. Yeah, that's another good one. They have a really good, I think when we were putting together our website, I was like, I know we should have an FAQ section, but I'm like, I don't know what the common questions are. And I literally, I just kind of want to go through their questions and be like, yeah, these are all the common questions. (laughs) Um, Something like that. Great. Thanks cool. for, for offering that information because, uh, you know, somebody listening might want to, if, if not a festival, a show, and I think all yeah. of that that you shared. Ooh, if they're actually into producing a show, uh, Emily Winter has an excellent podcast where she interviewed 30 different uh, comedy oh. show producers. And I think it's just called Producing a Comedy Show. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's a really good resource to start with. Great. Yeah. And then other than that, just like reach out. Like I've reached out to people. I've reached out to Mary Beth Brown and be like, hey, you're really good at marketing your shows. They sell out very quickly. Can we grab coffee and I can mm-hmm. pick your brain? Like, oh, awesome. Yeah. People. Some people don't like the pick your brain question. Yeah. And, and some people are, well, you know. Go, the worst you know. that'll happen is the person will say no. That's the yeah. worst that's going to happen. If you're earnest right. and you try, like, <laughs> be like, no, I don't. But I think there's enough space for like more there's we can all succeed so why not all share the information like mm-hmm. mary beth show mary beth's show is isn't taking away from my show they can both like we can share that information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well there it is there it is yeah thanks so much for being on the podcast thank Laura. you for having me absolutely great having laura zabalatsky on and if you want to find out more about she makes me laugh you can go to shemakesmelaugh.com you can also find out information about upcoming shows their next show is february 28th at caveat so uh, go ahead and get tickets now the first show did quite well and there's also social media links in the bio check them all out and don't forget, you can subscribe to our Comedy Lifestyle Newsletter. It is designed for comedians. Tips on comedy, tips on life, tips on all sorts of things and suggestions and fun things in there. So check that out. And as I mentioned, we are now on Stitcher. So you can now listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Do it up, folks. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.